the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, it's George. And, and, and it's Joseph, the sidekick. <laughs> what adventure are we going to get into, guys? I don't know. You tell me. Well, you know. What episode like, is it? <laughs> there's a secret cave. I found a map. <laughs> it's crispy coated robots in the case of the, it's like an old Hardy Boys book. Yeah. Case of episode <laughs> drawn on the cover. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to go second because Joseph always like does this thing and I'm like, Trying to react to <laughs> oh that's you know, what was different. What. I See, you try to throw it at me, but I was there. I was I was yeah. ready to play off. So of it. <laughs> today is the best kids movies. Yeah, I think uh, our nineteenth episode was the worst kids movies. That was an epic uh, episode with some great great. It was uh, epic. In there. Yeah. It was now that, but this is supposed to be good kids movies, and there's a you know common misconception that children's cinema like children's literature sometimes and tv isn't gonna isn't good but uh it it can be and today we're gonna highlight those three films that are no uh there's more than that but uh we're gonna highlight those <laughs> those movies that strong we, we think are are good and and what's interesting all three of us are fathers uh jim has about nine kids yeah <laughs> uh, joseph has one child i have two child one of each variety one male one female um and so we've all watched the bad children's movies and grateful for these movies that we're about to talk about today and uh, every Mr. super geniuses uh, super babies two super <laughs> geniuses there's one of the show the movies we there's talk a, about today there's a pixar movie yeah yeah <laughs> uh so joseph explain this because i had to come to you on this the second category technological casualties how how does that work this is this is the the forgotten technology the 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 things that were super important and played like a very like prevalent role in our lifetime and then it just sort of gotten forgotten because something better came around. Does it have and to be so, technology or something replaced by technology? Well, the, the I was, list my from list the is, home office yeah. in the future, obsolete items slash practices. So like you could have like an ATM replaced 
uh, bank tellers and gotcha. drive through things. Gotcha. Say so, no more. No, I just wanna, did technology. I just did technology. You don't want to spoil the list. Say no more. That's what I did. Okay. I just want to make sure. I, I just right did there. technology. Sorry. So, and, then, okay. can, and can I talk about the kids list uh, oh, yeah. a little bit? Uh, so what I did. What technology in, in, replaced kids movies? Kids movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The video game. It's all CGI. And yes. you, the, the dead eyes of, of that, that, that Christmas movie. What is it called? Oh, the, the, polar, the train polar Distress. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes, boy. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mr. Zemeckis. Uh, so uh, wherever I started doing my list on, on the kids list, what I used, and I know you guys probably use something different, but where I was coming from is I was looking at movies that involved kids' uh, stories. Like the stories revolved around kids uh, themselves. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I sort of did that. That's where I was sort of coming from. It's like what, what, what movie featured like kids' stories? And this is uh, why the odd life of Timothy Green made his list. But um. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a problem. I got one that doesn't even have any kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> I did oh, so you did me. like movies that you think are for kids? Yeah, uh, basically movies that I liked watching with my kids. That's what, <laughs> that's why, that's and that's what why Joseph is. has blank check. Hey, on his you watch Pulp Fiction with your kids? <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a kids movie. There's a lot to learn there. Joseph's <laughs> list: blank check, big big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> we, all the kids we, are the protagonists <laughs> we can't forget like george's favorite favorite thing to do is to watch uh eraser head with his daughter's kids <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're adult they're adult children now she's she's over 21 and they watched and, uh, once but, when they were kids but that, that starts for life it makes it a little though. bit easier now like, <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on now to that's Let's go ahead and start with the technology. <laughs> let's move on. We haven't even started to, <laughs> yes. to move on. Yes. Yeah, let's move on from this conversation about okay. All right. Okay. about what we're talking about and actually talk about it. Uh, so number five, a technology replacement. Joseph, what you got? Okay. So number five, I have the eight-track tape. Uh, it was from 1964 to 1983. The only reason why it made it into the 80s is because of Columbia House. Uh, this was one of those things that uh, they really thought it was going to take off, uh, and it did. Oh, yeah, it had sort of it had a lifespan in the 70s, a brief a brief span, and all that. But basically, uh, th they were trying to tell that the eight track was great because you didn't have to flip it over. Oh yeah. I like the cassette. And and really everyone's just like, I don't mind flipping it over. Yeah. They created how devices much energy, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, how the, much energy is expended in it interrupted uh, songs. That was the problem because oh, yeah. right in the you middle of the track Man, and go, part one. Click. And text, I remember seeing revol revolver that it had one of the songs split in half. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like ridiculous. Oh, I my first eight track, Don McLean's American Pie. And it kind of fades out. That's like a seven and a half minute song. It fades out and then click, click. And then it kind of fades back in. Yeah. But awful. half of them didn't even fade, didn't even do that work. They just put the original album on there. When it, when it went out, it went out and it came back in. An abrupt, yeah. abrupt pause. 
And, and the great thing about this is that, you know, of course, childhood memories with these things is that we had one of the the portable eight tracks, you know, the, they oh, had yeah. like the little handle, you know, it's my sister's actually, it's like a little blue thing. And basically you would jam the cartridge in there and listen to it. And we had all the Kiss albums on eight track. Ooh. And my mom, every Saturday, uh, it was as my two brothers and I were in the same room. We like had a bunk bed. We were like the Brady Bunch. We had the bunk bed set up with the with the uh, the other bed for my older brother Ed, and uh, we'd have to you we have to like dust our room and clean our room on Saturdays. And so I just have these vivid memories of like listening to Kiss on those. And like you said, uh, Jim, it was like you're like rocking out, and it was like you know. Click, click. Detroit Rock City or something, and I'll say go click. <laughs> just like stop in the middle. <laughs> pick up, yeah. So there you go. So I, to, uh, I don't Jim. remember the make of the car, but we had one in the car, and then we didn't, you know, we bought other modern cars and we didn't have one. But then there was a product that came around one Christmas. It was a little robot, but he was basically an eight-track tape player, and his name was 2XL. And what they had done is they had made these this trivia game and you would push one, oh, two, that. three, or four, and that would switch over. Oh, you are correct, or or whatever. Uh, but we just took it out and put our Boston, you know, eight-track tape in there and, and listened to it in the house again. So I think uh, everyone had the Boston on eight-track, the, the, yeah, the yeah. first Boston album. Now, you Jim, know, I, you I, you're, I remember the you're, commercial though. Jimmy, Jimmy JJ Walker was uh, the eight-track is dynamite. He had the first portable eight-track, it was almost like oh, a yeah. red thing, almost like, almost like a bomb device. It looked like a, a detonator because the, the <laughs> thing take had, them on you hold it yeah. and it had like a thing. So yeah. Now but, I remember uh, these things, like I said, they lasted till about 83. But Jim, you being in radio, you actually dealt with these things for a little bit longer because well, they're still used in radio for like 10 years in my research. That's it was, what I said. Yeah, it was, it was a cart, basically an eight-track cart. You would put your drops or something like that or commercials would be on that before everything went automated. So if you're playing a commercial stop set, a commercial would be on a one separate cart and you'd put them on all the cart machines and line them up. And each one of them have a cue tone to, to, to send to the next one so you could still go to the bathroom during the commercials. But if no one put a cue tone on it, you get dead air. So that's how that kind why, of works. Why, why is it that, you know, I've known you for, for decades now and all that. And it seems like the whole business of radio is bathroom breaks. It yes. seems like, yes. it There's seems bathroom like songs. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> dead air is the big edit. Uh, you know, and I still have my Beavis they, and Butthead What are they doing in the bathroom? That's, you know. <laughs> I still have my Beavis and Butthead those interview candy. on a cart where it's labeled Beavis and Butthead interview. I just kept it to have a cart from that those days. So Nice. Nice. Let's so, move right. on. George. Let's move on. Yes, what is yours? <laughs> so mine, uh, this is a very personal one as well. Um, it's the teletype machine. Okay. So uh, members on my dad's side of the family were all hearing impaired. Okay. So my deaf grandmother had this machine I had never seen before. And the thing was the like the size of a of a refrigerator. Okay. It was really big and it was like a, this typewriter thing. And it was amazing that she could receive, she could call her deaf friends or her non-deaf friends if they had the same machine and they could type and it would come across on her typewriter, this big, this big bulky thing in the middle of the room. Well, not in the middle of the room, but you know, on, in the room there and it would type 
and, you know, chat, 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 chat. And you could actually have a conversation with what we do now is texting. Uh, and it was so amazing. And it would, it would notify you that there was somebody trying to call because it would light, there would be a light bulb and it would light up and alert you that you needed to put the phone on the special receiver and the information was communicated. It was so amazing. She was the only person that I knew had it. Um, I guess her other children, my, my father's sisters, my aunts had one too, but I never saw theirs. I, I spent a lot of time at her house, uh, but this teletype machine, basically we do it with telephones now uh, in the palm of our hand uh, texting. But uh, what was cool though, is you could go back and you could read because it actually was typed onto paper. Okay. Rolls and rolls of paper. Uh, you could go back and read a conversation from two weeks ago, you know, if you spooled it back far enough, but uh, teletype machines. Nice. Nice. All right. So my number five is the yellow pages. It used to be a big job or even just like slash phone book. It used to be a huge thing back in the day to actually. And we see this in the movie, the jerk when he finally gets oh. his first address. I'm in the phone book. Oh, I was doing the other happened one. to me now. Um, but the phone Johnson, Navin R sounds like a <laughs> typical beep. <laughs> the fun thing about it was, you know, you, I, you'd go to like, if you stayed in a hotel in different cities and then have always have the yellow pages in there and, you know, order a pizza from them, they would always have, you know, the section with all the, the ads. And it was almost just like, it was like Google. Let's just put it that way. Google kind of took it out. The fun part about the uh, uh, yellow pages too was I knew a couple of people that advertised in the white pages and yellow pages, and apparently it goes by alphabetical order. So I knew a bunch of limo companies, and this one guy called his company Ah a luxury right. limo. <laughs> I said, "Why do you have so many A's?" He had like six. He had like seven A's. He's ah, the first entry. Yeah. A luxury limo. He said, Genius. Well, I, just want, "I just want to be first in the phone book." <laughs> and no, he's, gotta live, he's gotta live with that because basically how many A's do I put in now for Google to make sure I can get this limo guy? <laughs> I'm telling oh. you, we we have in San Antonio, I'm gonna get a little bit of free advertisement for them. Triple A auger plumbing. Yep. <laughs> and it's because of that. It's because of that. Front. And that um it was and that's you know why bail bond companies always if you have like there's oh, yeah. a better bail bond or a trip a triple A bail bond. Triple A yep. you, you, Jim knows them for, well. When you look yeah. for a company, you're just trying to get the first person to call to get out of, of, of jail. So that's why all the bail bond companies would do that too. But uh, yellow pages were a big thing delivered to the house, big thick thing. And uh, I remember our listing it back. Uh, and, you know, when I was growing up, we had a kid's phone. So it'd be, you know, main phone, kid's phone. <laughs> so kids <laughs> phone. We're actually in the, in, the, in the phone book. Just look under for kid's phone. Really? really? You were you were like living the life. We had living one life. number. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we had we had the kids' phone line. It was exciting, but uh, yeah, mine is the yellow pages phone slash phone nice. taken out by Google. Google, yeah. nice Google. Uh, now on to uh, the uh, the movie, kids' movie. Joseph, what is your number five? Nineteen seventy nine, Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, I yeah. love this movie. Uh, basically, it's because I I had a my probably my first movie screen crush on uh tia kim richards Uh, (laughs) oh yeah yeah. you know she was before there was michelle pfeiffer there was tia Uh, you still like her in tough turf though with james spader (laughs) (laughs) oh that's true that's true but uh this is a great movie about two 
orphan youngsters. They don't have their memory, but they have these special kinetic powers. Oh, yeah. And we find yeah. out later on, spoiler, uh, I, I think this is my first spoiler to say spoiler, uh, that, that they're aliens. And yeah. so uh, it's really good. It has Eddie Albert, uh, Green Acres. Green Acres, you yes. Know? Anyone, uh, they, they make yeah. that RV fly with their minds. That's right. But uh, Donald uh, Pleasance. Yes, uh, I want you. you. I want you so bad. <laughs> I knew it was going to come <laughs> up. We're talking Halloween, The Great Escape, You Only Live Twice. He's Blofeld. Sergeant you know? Pepper's Only Our yep. Band. <laughs> and that. Uh, but uh, anyway. leaving still, out the best part. What's that? There's a cat that can talk. There is a cat that can talk. That's right. That's right. This is, this, this was a, I just loved this movie because I felt like this was the first movie that I experienced that was about kids and kids, sorry, taking care of themselves kind of thing. You know, they didn't Did need adults. Like uh, the rock version or the sequel with Christopher uh, Lee? No, that sucked. Okay. No, yeah. that sucked. Yeah. Stay away from that. And even, you know, the sequel to this they, one. Like, they don't have a cat in that one, I don't Betty think. Davis was just, like, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a witch mountain. <laughs> she didn't even know she was in a movie. That's what's weird. <laughs> Trying to return from a witch right. mountain. Where is this mountain? <laughs> it was like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Joseph's number five, uh, George. Nice. What is your, what is your number okay, five? Okay, so this doesn't have a kid in it other than like the grandkids visit for like two minutes. Uh, it's Babe from 1995. Uh, this is the classic quintessential you can be anything you want to be ethos uh, to show your, your kids. And uh, Babe is a little piglet who wants to be a sheepdog. And uh, it is such a charming story. Um, and the sheepdogs don't like the sheep. You know, there's there's this kind of class struggle, you know, between the two. And, and But Babe loves everybody and unites them. Uh, it was nominated for Best uh, Picture, Academy Award uh, Best Picture. Uh, but uh, I love it. Babe. That'll do, pig. That that that'll do, George. That'll and, do. And, and, <laughs> and you say that there's not a kid in the movie, but basically, I mean, babe, babe is the pig. Babe is the kid. By, there is not a human. He's, uh, he's child. voiced by yeah. a little kid. So I mean, well, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that kid. was the criteria there. So no. Yes. Yes. All right. My number five. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be the most recent entry, maybe. I don't know. From 2007, it is Enchanted, which is a movie Ooh, that yeah. uh, kind of turns the uh, fairy tale upside down with the young Princess Giselle being sho uh, shoved down. It starts off an animated, and she's shoved down in this hole, cursed by the witch, and she actually comes in New York City, and we have this kind of whole culture clash, fish out of water thing. But oh, yeah. the funny thing, uh, the, the performance by Amy Adams is so good. So good. And, so good. And the songs are so good, too. Just her, the way she sings about everything. And yes. the story's also, you know, turns the fairy tale on its ear. But I really enjoy this one. I watch this one every time it pretty much comes on. My it's girls brilliant. love this one. Yeah. Uh, great cast. Uh, and the, yeah, I like the villains, too, with the, the Timothy Spall, who is the villain also in the uh, Sweeney Todd, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, <laughs> another kid's movie. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> about, about pies. See, that was not, that was, but yeah, but, and then Susan Sarandon is good as the main villain in this one too, but oh uh, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, it, it plays off of the all of those old Disney cliches. Like the tropes. Things. Yeah, oh, all the tropes. So, so good. So good. Yeah, the, the, the talking, the talking animal, the squirrel and everything, and just how gross it is that people have actually <laughs> an actual squirrel talk to you <laughs> when you actually come above, you know, they come to the, the deep surface of the earth and oh the squirrel is like jumping on pizza. And of course, in a in a uh animated movie, that's cute. So uh I love the way you turned it upside down. So my number five from 2007 is Enchanted. That's good. Uh, Good So we move on now to our technology casualty. Number four, Joseph, what you got? From 1978 to the official death of 2009, the video laser disc. Uh, this This was one of those things that for any type of video audio file, this was the creme de la creme, if you will, of how to uh, get your media. You know, the issue with it is, is that uh, it it sort of went the way of the Betamax, which is that it was a it was actually a better form of technology that lost yeah. out to VHS. Yeah. Uh, and it, they had a lot of issues with it. Like the first thing is that the the players themselves were like a thousand dollars when they yeah. came out. The discs were like eighty dollars. Uh, when they came out there. So right there, you know, it sort of put most of the market out, you know, but the real issue with it is that when in its inception, the first players would, you know, the, the video laser disc was just like sort of like a regular like LP album kind of thing had two sides to it. And the first players you would have to, in the middle of the movie, just sort of back to the eight track kind of thing, in the middle of the movie, it would stop and you would have to get out, flip it over to watch the other half of the movie. So that sort of took it out of commission. But really what what put the nail in the coffin, if you will, is that uh, DVDs came out in 2009 and everyone was like, oh, this is a lot smaller. It holds a lot more information. So there you go. The vi- yeah. video laser disc. This, Joseph as a kid, because the, the, they had like one of these electronic stores and I kept on telling my dad that, it, you know, the price kept on going down. I said, we should buy one now. And he, he with the cigarette in the side of his mouth, like, I ain't buying that crap. <laughs> 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 and he was right. But I was watching it like for a good year. It's like, hey, so, it's, it's down to it's so down to this now. We can get this and this and this. No one's going to be using that crap. And he was right. So so my I had a friend. You know, uh, we talk about him all the time. Uh, Kevin Crow, you know, Kevin Crow had all he had a Betamax, he had a laser disc. You know, his father was really into technology, so they had all this stuff. Uh, the great thing about the laser disc is that it was the first time that you could access like director's cuts oh, with, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. commentary and things of that nature. Yeah, so you know, you, you're, you're talking your Blade Runners, you know, uh, that were great. Uh, Really, one of the best movies that you could watch on this thing was like The Fifth Element. Uh, the Fifth Element, it was just brilliant, you know, on it. But again, it like what this category is, it it sort of burned bright for a very short amount of time. And now everyone's like, like, if you find them, it's almost like I want to get one just for nostalgia reasons. I love the packaging. You know, the packaging yeah. is so good. It's like an actual album. I used to like to buy oh, yeah. the record albums and you can see the back. It was they had listed that way. Big and beautiful. I'm going to see the Jaws one. Look at the Jaws one in uh, in the store. So my uncle Ralph uh, had a TV repair shop for a while, and he had one of these. And I remember uh, because they were so expensive. I, I think the only movie that I remember that they had was Superman. 
And I remember looking at it and thinking of the irony, you know, there's that scene where they trap them in that disc <laughs> and they go <laughs> the three villains, uh, general Zod. I was like, this is so ironic, you know, because <laughs> we're watching them on this. Th anyway, uh, <laughs> Uncle but, Ralph uh, sounds like he could be part of your sitcom when he said that, you know, George visits <laughs> Uncle Ralph and his figure is George. Uncle Ralph was a character. He, he certainly was, as well as my cousins. Yeah. Uh, so. You got a sitcom going there, George. What That's is your right. number? What is your number five? Uh, Mine is key number maps. Sorry. Uh, so key maps. Uh, if you listen to a few episodes ago, I got lost trying to use a key map. Uh, and uh, <laughs> with that, uh, it's all replaced now. You have these uh, different things, uh, you know, apps or even before that, a newbie or, or whatever um, that uh, just tells you, knows where you are with satellite technology and can guide you right where you need to be and tell you where, you know, cops are even hiding. Uh, so key maps nice by GPS. But I will say this. Okay. I will say this about key maps is that I think that there is a, a, a learning thing, a missed opportunity because we took our family vacations uh, and we would travel across the country. And my dad would make me as like nine year old, 10 year old, like, take a highlighter and I would have to use the key map and mark the route that we were taking between the States. And that was like a huge memory that I had that I really loved about key maps. And you just don't get that anymore, you know? So, all right, go ahead. Sorry. Right, you got, all, you got all these, these highlighters, but nothing to no do with map. them. The yeah. tragedy, yeah. you know, <laughs> just was going to his computer screen. <laughs> uh, my number yeah. five is, 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 uh, also a, uh, uh, you know, paper. It's an encyclopedia, basically a book of, you oh, know, yeah. a series of books. We used, Wagnalls. The, we used to have encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. He's, he's, he's completely, uh, you know, he's completely, uh, his whole character is just, you know, what do they call him now? Same thing, but encyclopedia <laughs> series of books on, you know, subjects and you know, Internet I had the Andy. world book. I remember we had the world book 1973 and we had it forever, we did too. ever. And then even though, even though the eighties came and left, it was still, we were still uh, in 1973 and the 1972 Munich Olympics were in there. That was the closest that we had, we had, but uh, it was kind of fun having those books around because you, that's where you can actually copy and, and paraphrase uh, your right. reports <laughs> and, and no one could catch them online. Uh, <laughs> but it was fun so to we, look up some of the stuff uh, on there too. And uh, I wish I still had that, that 1973 edition. Cause it was, it does bring back memories to look at the same pages and all that stuff. We but, had something like you, we were getting them from the grocery store. Uh, I remember that you buy something, you come up with an addition. Yeah, and that's great. But there are parts of my education, like uh, <laughs> L through N, that I you guess we know. didn't. Well, yeah, I don't know anything about you know Napoleon uh, because we didn't go to the grocery store that month, or I don't know how it happened. But it's like, and, and apparently we couldn't order them from anywhere. I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, yeah, episodes of Friends. Where Joey can only <laughs> order one letter. <laughs> yeah. like, and I don't know how we even got ours. I mean, we had the full thing, but maybe it was an encyclopedia salesman, which is a, was another thing that's kind of going oh, yeah. on. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. there's some great episodes of some classic TV shows. I know the one where Jim 
is an encyclopedia salesman and he goes in there and he goes and he puts all the dirt on the ground like he's a vacuum salesman <laughs> and he puts this what if i did this and he makes this big giant mess and he's like where do i plug this in and he has an encyclopedia in his hand <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh yeah so that's kind of gone sad but true encyclopedias are gone yep. but apparently they Again, have another online. another great use for highlighters joseph Yes. <laughs> oh, we could not. We had like yeah, the, you can't mark the, in there. You can't mark. You it. cannot mark. My yeah. dad was like, "You know how much this costs." Oh yeah, like <laughs> I got that same thing when I marked it the first time. I think, oh yeah, and then they became a mess. All right, so maybe, we move on. Maybe now that's to- why my parents stopped buying them because I had to make notations. And <laughs> well, like I, one one time I cut out a picture to put on a display because I had oh, a book Lord. report. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Hope was it was worth it. Yeah. Exactly. What are you doing? Uh, all right, so let's you idiot. <laughs> uh, what is your number four movie, kids movie, Joseph? Jim, you're going to vote for this one right now, so we might as well just put in the canister. Uh-oh. 1976, The Bad News Bears, the original Ooh, one. I don't know. I mean, I love well, the movie, but I don't know. Is this a kid's movie, though? I mean, as far as... It's like, about kids. It's about language, lonely. though. I mean, as okay, far as... Okay, like, Joseph. When did you watch it? When did you watch kids. it, Jim? I watched it when I was a kid, but my parents should probably shouldn't let me watch it. We it's watched it as... PG. There are kids in Schindler's List, okay? Does that make it a kid's movie? <laughs> no, this is about kids. It's about Lily. It is about Come kids. Come on. It this is about is... kids. I, I, I'm going to think about this. The only problem is I had with it was, was that... Can all kids kind of watch this? Like, would you show your three-year-old? Look, I'm don't don't do this. Don't do this modern day wussy. Let's raise our kids with butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) This is classic 70s kids entertainment here. Let's not bring race into this Ahmad. We got enough problems as it is. (laughs) See, there you go. The 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 legendary uh Morris Buttermaker, Walter Matthau, Adam O'Neill, Buttercrudge, (laughs) that's right, Big Morrow, the ever-brilliant Jackie Earl Haley as Kelly Leak, you know? (laughs) Number three, Kelly Leak. (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. (laughs) There's so so many. Just not a kid's movie, but so good. Oh, my God. I'm going to be really upset if this doesn't make it in. Yeah, prepare to be disappointed. Wow. Wow. I know, the, I know a 12 year old that's on the pill. Don't you ever say that word ever again. I mean, can we just talk about like Tanner Boyle? I mean, that kid was cussing all over the place. He was not just cussing. There's, there's just racial, racial slurs all oh, over yeah. the place. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is like what you need to raise kids on and saying (laughs) this, this is 70s. This is 70s entertainment. Our parents took us to it. It made us who we are. (laughs) I've got a story about a parent taking you to a movie. Uh. Okay. Well, George, let's move on to your number four. I'm going to do I Now he set it up. I get to do Walter Matthau the whole episode. Okay, good. Nice. Uh, That's that's what the world's been waiting for. (laughs) Uh, so the working title for this film was a boy's life. Do y'all know what this is? The Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, this was, this was, uh, I think this is my number two stand by me. No, uh, I gave it away. It it had the (laughs) longest theatrical run ever. E.T. It's E.T. Yes. Uh, my number one, my number one. (laughs) Oh, okay. There we go. George, you're going to have to hurry this long. I got pools to clean. Yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, E.T., uh, how would you describe it, Joseph? The, this friendship between this little boy, kid that's of a divorced family, Elliot, played by Henry Thomas, oh. and this alien that's left behind. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it is again, sort of, this was, this was our based on, you know, doing some research and all that. This movie was really trying to show the predicament that kids were in during this era. And we were part of, which was the whole fear of nuclear war and things of that nature of how do kids deal with adult, adult problems made by adults. So, you know, you have this kid that that takes in this alien uh, that is lost and hides him from the government who's trying to get to him to experiment on him yeah uh, on this but uh yeah the, let, let, I mean l- let's just talk a little bit about like the the impact it made number one 792 million dollars mm, yeah. is what it made uh, back in 82. Yeah, it surpassed Star Wars as the number one movie and maintained the number one status uh, until 1993, whenever it was overtaken by Jurassic Park. Is this so, on your list too, Joseph? Number one. Oh, this wow. is my number one. Wow. Yeah. Try and to keep so, up, Jim. Try to keep up. I didn't hear uh, when he said it. I yeah, was too busy so, thinking about Walter Matthau and insert. Yeah, <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. Talking, you know, t- taking the kid's perspective, making a kid's story. Steven Spielberg shot most of the film from the eye level of a yes. child. Yeah, you know, to further connect, you know, uh, the relationship between Elliot, the boy, and ET. Right. Uh, right. And a little bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia for you is that uh, during the Halloween scene. Uh, when ET is walking out there and there's a kid dressed up as Yoda yeah. and he pretends to recognize ET that like little nod to his friend, George Lucas was then repaid back whenever they did Phantom Menace yeah. because then they the have like a brief scene. appearance. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. so, you know, this is anyone that was raised during this time period. I wonder because how it, he it, voted on the Senate scene. There, there was, you know, but you know, what was he? <laughs> but I think this was in the theater <laughs> for like two years, two years straight. It was in the theaters. Yeah, it did I not leave. That. It was on. Crazy. Is it the Humble Six forever? And then they, uh, I remember like movies. They had came to and change went. it to Humble Five because they <laughs> yeah, never left. Much, though I remember movies. Humble came Five and, went. and ET. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, in, in the in the. Uh, Winter Jimmy the Kid starring Gary Coleman was on the marquee with it, and then it went all the way to summer. And yeah, it was it was just on like Raiders of the Lost Ark when they played that at Umble too. It became yeah. Umble One. It was like King yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark and Umble and whatever movie they had. Kill or be killed. I mean, uh, you have you have the adorable, you know, Drew Barrymore, you yeah. know, in it. She's so tiny and all that. You oh. have C. Thomas Howell, you know, uh before Soul Man. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. And the outsiders, and the outsiders. That's right. So, anyways, uh, uh, this this is uh, to me this is the quintessential kids movie. Yeah, and Spielberg said he got the idea. Uh, you know, he had done Close Encounters of the Third Kind in '77, and when the aliens show up, you know, Richard Dreyfuss, all of that, and he kind of got to thinking, well, what would happen if somebody got one of these aliens got left behind? Uh, and became stuck on earth. And so that's it. I do have a trivia question for both of you. This is worth a hundred points. Ooh. 
according to the film's novelization, you know, they would come out with a movie and then they would have the Del Rey, you know, book or, or whatever. How old is E.T.? 246. 246 from Jim. Okay. What do you say, Joseph? 247. Oh, so you're you just doing the price whole, is right. Me. The price is right. <laughs> Jim is closer. He is over 10 million years old. Wow. Dang it. I knew it. I should go on high. So close. So close. <laughs> E.T. Eddie Torres, the extra testicle. <laughs> That's a little Cheech and Chong there. All right. So. Uh, okay. All right. So. Uh, another 70s kid movie yes yes uh, up, up in smoke <laughs> all right so my number it's nothing like a good kids movie to scare the crap out of you my number four is from 1940 a movie that was oh it says oh. a dark side to it it has no 100 rating on rotten tomatoes one of the greatest animated movies ever and also has a super dark side to it it is pinocchio uh walt disney's pinocchio uh basically um classic story but the way walt disney did it especially with the pinocchio wanting to be a real boy and the steps he takes and going to the whole pleasure island and turning into a donkey and this whole donkey boy yeah Yeah. uh and then coming back and actually you know redeeming himself and becoming a real boy spoiler spoiler alert yes yeah uh but great great songs too great great songs songs. when you wish upon a star you have jiminy cricket who ended up i got no strings to hold me up yeah, to be the actual kind of like mascot for actually the Walt Disney Company for years. Yeah, uh, before well, kind of like half with Mickey Mouse, but he was you know they use when you wish upon a star for all yeah. the kind of opening. Yeah. Uh, we actually have an episode about uh, Disney songs. Best yes, Disney we do. Songs. And yeah. this this was in there, um, but this uh, a pot. You know they did what Snow White before this and, a, and no, no, they didn't do Snow White before this. I thought Snow White was the first one. It, w- it is. Uh, the He's first, uh, no, I thought the first one was Three Pigs, Three Little Pigs. Well, no, oh, well, that's no. that's a short film. Not we're talking feature, about actual, uh, yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. I yeah, got you're you, talking, I got you. yeah. Yeah, that's back in the 30s. I see what you're saying. Snow White's yeah, yeah, a good yeah. film, but for some reason on this movie, they seem to get to me the whole, the animation theme seemed, I don't want to say real, but it just seemed like it was more more human. The Snow White thing seemed, uh, you know, I don't know, not human, but. It just played stilted, being, stilted. Being, like you see, yeah, stilted. Being, I being can't a boy. relate to Snow White, but I can relate to Pinocchio and those being guys. Being a boy growing up, island. And, yeah, and yeah. Being, being faced with all these issues, smoking and, and, those cigars, yes, yeah. <laughs> and turning into donkeys. But my number four from 1940 is Pinocchio, the Disney classic. Nice. So Very we nice. move now. Let's we'll do tech, and then after that, we'll take a short break. Uh, number three, tech, Joseph. What you got? Okay, so the rest of my list... I'm hoping it has something to do with the highlighter. Oh, please, please. (laughs) The rest of my list actually all succumb to the same single device, uh, the smartphone. So my number three is the PDA, the Personal Data Assistant. Uh, This lasted from 1984 to about 2004. Basically, when smartphones came out, these things went, went away. Uh, they were basically digital like planners. You know, you could put your 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 uh, contact information in there. You can make notes to yourself, things of that nature. Uh, and the the problem is this: is that really, if you want to talk about the first PDA, you have to mention the Apple Newton. I had uh, one. You did. I had one. So I you actually spent like nine hundred dollars on no. this. 
No, I bought it from somebody for a hundred bucks. Uh, but I, <laughs> I filled it up cause I, I was doing writing and it didn't have a memory card or anything. So right. I filled it up and I'm like, so what do I do? You know? And it had the signature or, or the, the little <laughs> stylus and it would try to interpret your chicken scratch on there, you know, as, and turn it into words never worked ever. Well, that was the whole thing is that that's part of it. Like the Simpsons mocked it on the Simpsons episode, Lisa on ice. Uh, basically, you know, she writes in there, beat up Martin. And it turns it into eat up Martha, you know, <laughs> Gary Trudeau, uh, mock the, the Newton, uh, in Doonesbury, you know, uh, basically everyone said that this was technology that was just ahead of its time, including the ability to do what it was intended to do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it didn't last very long. They canceled it in 93 because that was one of those things that this was made by Apple when, when Steve Jobs was not part of Apple. Right. Uh, and so when Steve Jobs came back, he's like, we spent a hundred million dollars on this thing. We're, we're getting rid of it, you know, but it led, it led to the iPad though. I think some of the ideas, there, in a there, lot of ideas. Yeah. No, a lot of these ideas did that, but it was just one of those things that, uh, it, it just, it just could not compete once you could get all this on a smartphone, you yeah. know? Oh, uh, yeah. and so I had one of these things. Did you have one George? I had, you a have a, yeah. I had okay. A but did you have I, something I other than a Newton? I mean, uh, it, no, it, that cured me. I was even reluctant to get an iPad afterwards because wow. it's like, no, not when like, I can G have Jim. Did you yeah. have a Palm pilot? Did you, did you have one of these things? What do you mean by Palm pilot? No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't have one of these things. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's like the Blackberry, the, the Palm pilots, everyone was using these things and they were addicted to it was just a pen and paper. Yes. That's what, that's what I switched to after I filled yeah. up the Newton <laughs> oh. a little stenograph pad. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. So that's why the PDA so actually replaced by the stenograph pad, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> George, what is your number three? So th this is not a, um, an item as much as kind of a practice. Uh, my, my number three is access to new music. Okay, so we're all children of, of kind of the 70s and 80s. And when there was a new song that would come out, you would either have to tape it off the radio, call the radio station and, you know, request it and then have your tape recorder ready to tape it. Uh, or um, when MTV came around, they would play videos and you could you could watch them there. And uh, there was something ab about getting that music right then there was a certain excitement um i'm i recently read uh brett uh, easton ellis's white and it, that's kind of a collection of essays that talk about contemporary culture and things like that and he talks about the thrill of when you would go and buy the album you know or or listen to the radio or you know you you just couldn't go to youtube and and watch or listen to a song it you you had to wait for it to kind of come around in, in the shuffle or, or call the radio station. So um, that's uh, my number three is the access to, to new music. 
My number three also has to do with music. It is from 1979. It first came out the Sony Walkman, which I thought was just awesome to have my cassette on my headphones and using that. Uh, uh, Joseph will tell you, we took a long trip um, to Rome and if we didn't have our Sony Walkmans <laughs> or something like the Sony. Well, Walkman. well, I was about to say, Jim, you and I couldn't afford the Walkman. We had the knockoffs. <laughs> yeah, I had like, yeah. But the, the concept <laughs> of the Sony Walkman. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Wayne, maybe that was I think I did have the name brand, but that was like the one and only time I had it. And then Wayne yeah. Cook was the first one. Do you remember Wayne Cook? He yeah, was I the first it. one in seventh grade to have one. And he had the Eddie Rabbit uh cassette they let me listen to what a waste and what, come on, what a waste of a good come on don't be like that love waste rainy good- night love rainy night <laughs> but the funny the great thing about the walkman too is is you could get actually put your cassettes in there too but also you can make your own mixes for whatever you're doing like study mix or whatever uh and i mean you can still uh, do that Jim, now did you ever have a study mix honestly no i had a, like a study? running mix and stuff yeah like okay that. okay but <laughs> i never had it i mean i had like i had like like light jazz music or whatever and i still do it today and put playlists and stuff but it was just it was just kind of fun putting it together on uh, all the songs together it kind of set the stage for the playlist that we see today on the streaming sites but uh, yeah i was just talking about this actually today jim uh with a co-worker of how our because she's younger you know she's like 20 years younger and we were talking about this and i said this is why Everyone our age has tinnitus because we all listen to it on volume 10. Yes. We know there was no sure. warning or whatever, and we all ruined our hearing. And now that we're in our fifties, like, yeah. Yeah. But the thing I'm about go- it is I got, I'm saying the Walkman only because I know they came out with a Discman, which was a disaster. Cause if you, it, it, they would say no uh, shock or skip, no movement. Skip, skip, skip. skip. Yeah. And yeah. then of course they came out with the mini Discman and the digital Walkman, which kind of, you know, that was going closer to computers, but the Sony the dat tape. Yeah. Is my number <laughs> three in technology. Nice. What, what we got a good list them. going here. No, no matches, but a very strong, strong list. It's stuff. Okay. So I believe now it's time for intra mission, which we're doing with the A this time. All right. Today we have horse sounds. No, Mr. Ed. Okay. Oh, so I was gonna do Wilbur. This is not a. This is not a talking <laughs> horse. This is a Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> All right, play you the horse sounds. I got pools to clean, George. So what would, 
were those that, horses mating or that was that, that was like scenes from war horse at the end there i was like yeah yeah like, there was a fire was in ex- the barn i think in all honesty as I, I was expecting like a very ugly woman to walk out <laughs> and they have the horse sound that was like the classic comedy bit uh, you know, uh, <laughs> oh yeah uh, all right so we're moving on now to children's movies number three best one for you joseph is what Okay, so now moving into the 80s, uh, I think this is the golden age of, of kids' movies about kids. Casino. Uh, no. Casino, <laughs> that's right. 1985, The Goonies. All uh, right, yeah. Okay, Chris Col- uh, Columbus. Uh, story was by Steven Spielberg. And who's the director, Jim? Robert Donner. I mean, Richard Donner, sorry. Richard Donner, that's yeah. right. Richard Donner was everywhere and all that. You know, this was the classic... You know, kids have a map to treasure, you know, that they're going to find. And and they're sort of these this group of rejects and all that. They have uh, Sean Astin in it. Josh Brolin, yeah. uh, which is which is awesome with his awesome bandana uh, that he has <laughs> on there. Uh, Corey Feldman, of course, uh, because he was in everything in the 80s. Uh, with that. But the great thing about this movie is, like I said, it's pure fantasy of kids living in a world without having to uh, rely on adults for anything. And what's really cool, a little bit of trivia here is the scene where they uh, discover the ship. Okay. On that Uh, Spielberg intentionally did not let them see the set until they did the first take. Oh. And so when they splash down, the kids are looking at the ship in awe and amazement. That was a true reaction because they had no idea. It was the same thing that they actually did uh, with uh, Careful. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Yeah, I knew Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. So when they okay. when they first go and see, yeah. Same so, same thing, 1971, yeah. Okay, so that's mine. So yes, the Goonies. The, the Goonies are. The, you were forgetting the best part that it spawned two great wrestling videos and the song "The Goonies." Are, Goonies are good enough by Cindy Lauper, and the videos had uh, actually had a part one and part two featuring Captain Lou Albano and all them in there with the rubber bands. <laughs> yeah, what was that? What was that about? They just it was promoted the uh, whole. This promoted that and WrestleMania. No, the rubber bands. What? What was the? Oh, rubber band? I forgot what it was. Some sort of. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, George <laughs> is your number three children's movie. So uh, this shouldn't be no surprise. A recent study claimed that this was the most watched film in history. Not just kids movie, but of any genre. This is Wizard of Oz, nineteen thirty nine. Uh, Judy Garland, Ray Bulger, uh, uh, Jack Haley. If George only yeah. had a heart, he'd be able to do the yeah. rest of this performance. <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> but uh, the story is uh, little Dorothy Gale and her dog Toto sucked up in a tornado from Kansas, end up in the magical land of Oz, and then they embark on this quest with these strange beings uh, to go see the wizard and who can hopefully get her home and grant the, the other, uh, the other's wishes. Uh, have y'all already ever heard about the, the original stories, L Frank, uh, bombs, um, yeah, what they're all about money and stuff and financial stuff, basically. The, the whole thing is this allegory. So you've got this little girl from the Midwest, the typical American, a brainless scarecrow, which was the farmers, 
the Tin Man, I think, was supposed to be the industry because he doesn't oh, have a heart. Sorry. And uh, Cowardly Lion actually was uh, making fun of politicians, you know, the king of the up, jungle. But uh, Williams Jennings Bryan uh, was kind of the target on, on that. And then you've got all this flashy technology, but it's not real. It's kind of powerless. That's that's the wizard. And in the book, you, you've got the yellow brick rolled, uh, of course, that is the gold standard. Okay. But it's the, the slippers that save silver her. And they were, they were silver in the book. They changed it to Ruby uh, slippers in, in the movie. But uh, the idea was that the silver standard would uh, outlast and outweigh the, the gold. But uh, that is my, my number three, you know, there, there supposedly there actually was a tornado in Kansas on the day of Judy Garland's death. Uh, have y'all ever heard that rumor? No, no. Let's talk about buddy Epson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Tin Man, but he got allergic to the yeah, actual he paint. He couldn't do the paint. Yeah, he could not paint. do the paint exactly. But could you see Jack Haley as Barnaby Jones? I don't think so. That's I, I was gonna <laughs> do. <a Barnaby laughs> That's the bigger Jones. question. Jack Clampett. <laughs> so Jim, I'm you'll, gonna arrest you right now. This. Let me put the handcuffs on you. Let's go to the cement pond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna chase uh, you right now in my car. So, <laughs> what is the, do you know the Gilligan's Island uh, reference here? The they they mirrored Marianne on Gilligan's Island after Judy Garland's portrayal of, of Dorothy. Oh, really? Supposedly. So it's like Skipper, the lion, and our professor. No, not, not oh. all of that. But that <laughs> I just kind don't of, remember gold. Dorothy was, wearing halter tops and short that, shorts. That I just don't remember that part. <laughs> Thurston Howell the third is the gold standard or whatever. No, no. What, I, what I'm saying is they that innocent, uh, wide-eyed, you know, Midwestern uh, character. Um, and of course, they, every, every, uh, every possible character in there too was ripped off for a cartoon voice, as we talked about oh, yeah. in many of the shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bert Lahr just robbed, you know, every, you know, every possible, put them up, put them up, you know, that yeah. just ripped off. Uh, all right. Well, Wizard of Oz is definitely a, definitely a classic there. It's kind of weird. It started off as that whole financial stuff, and it's probably the most famous kids' movie of all time. And oh, is yeah. there is there truth, George, through your research to the uh, the sinking of Dark Side of the Moon to the movie, or is that I've just- done it, I've done it, yeah, I have it, I have I have a copy of it, I but I to- I totally do it, and it does work for the first time. You're supposed to do you can do it twice, but really the first twenty minutes of the show, it is yeah. our crazy, especially when they talk so about to our our listener. What what are we talking about here, Joseph? So so basically, someone discovered some someone more bored and more nerdy than we are uh, discovered <laughs> the that fact possible? that, that <laughs> very high that, that on up, the on the third roar of the lion in MGM, you're supposed to start the album Dark Side of the Moon, and as you started up there, uh, the music tends to be synchronized with the action that's going on on the screens. And there's just certain things on there that like uh, uh, the lunatic is on the fringe. The lunatic gets on the path. I forgot the lyric or whatever, but like right when they do that, that's when the scarecrow jumps on the path. So it's sort of freaky that way. And uh, yeah. the whole tornado scene well, where they have the black uh, us and them black, 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 and you see the witch and, and everything. And the clock goes off whenever, whenever uh, it turns color. 
Yeah. You know, that's that that that's another sink. That's but there's terrible. all these other musical cues that nothing at all happens. Yeah. Right. And and it's kind of like when you're driving in the in your car and the song on the radio matches the flashing lights up to the, the human mind is is designed to where it seeks out patterns. Uh and so don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But uh now, I, the thing is Pink Floyd could not have done this because at the time that they recorded Dark Side of the Moon in 73 or 74, you didn't have VHS, you know, so they exactly. would have actually had to have the film running uh, to, to be able to do it. So well, so that's, that, that, that's worth bear that that's worth mentioning about uh, Wizard of Oz. A lot of people think it's an all time classic and all that, but you have to understand this was a box office failure. This completely did not make money until 40 years after its release. And it was only because it became syndicated that they would play it around Halloween yeah. every year that it made its money. So it's sorry. Yeah, it was cheap. And yeah, it's, it was kind of like a wonderful life. It was so cheap for uh, TV stations to play it. And, and so the yeah. popularity really popular was. Though, but you, you, you got to, uh, there was actually one of the networks snatched it up and ran it only at Thanksgiving or, or the holidays. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. But once it became popular. once. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Once it became popular. But it was funny because the like the original kids that the movie was made for really didn't react to it the way later generations like our generations did because you're talking about 1939 yeah. you know we were watching this thing in the 70s and thinking this is the best thing in the world because it was syndicated and we you became accustomed to it like and i remember re-releases really helped movies like this too and if you watch like if you we have the wizard of oz box set and they have all the the trailers including all the re-releases in the 70s and they released it like every year or so just oh yeah yeah go see that but uh, i'll, I'll tell oz. you what's interesting is if you listen to pink floyd's animals and watch it's a wonderful life yes that <laughs> I, I do believe that they did sync that up on purpose. All right. Cause so when you hear, we'll move okay. on here. My so. number two, uh, the best thing about a sequel is everything's already in place and you can just have fun in my number two movies from uh, 2004, which is Shrek two, Ooh. which I talked about and enchanted really turning the fairy tale upon its head. Shrek two uh, does it with a story basically about looks and, and being, you know, good on the inside and, Ogres turning into real people and uh, a great performance by Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots, a character I always hated for some reason because I never got into the story. I always thought it looked weird because they did some live action Puss in Boots back in the day and it was just the it just looked strange. But I fell in love with the Puss in Boots character for the first time because of Anthony Banderas. And of course, the great I had a big poster of the sad eyes of Puss in Boots oh, yeah. in, in Shrek 2. But basically, you have a, the story of them going to meet uh, Fiona's parents. And we find out after the non-acceptance of Shrek, we find out that basically the father played by John Cleese is actually a frog. <laughs> so uh, we kind of have that turnabout in there. Spoiler. Too. Yeah, but a lot of great stuff happened in, in this movie. Um, but a lot of great performances too. Julie Andrews. Of course, we have Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy. But uh, Shrek 2, I think, is probably, a, I think I even mentioned this in our sequel uh, episode, is probably one of the best sequels, I think, of all time. I thought, I thought you were going to go Paddington Bear on this. <laughs> Paddy, no, yeah, seriously, because <laughs> that's, that's one of my runner-ups. Um, 
but yeah. I'm yeah, so ashamed. Yeah. I'm, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So that's my number two. And we move on now to the number. Are we at our number one? Two. Uh, two. two uh, we're, the, um, we're still number two. Okay. Number two for our um, technology. What you got, Joseph? Well, I've got, a number, I've got a number two movie. Uh, whenever y'all are ready for that. Whoa. Well, we're, we're, we, we do too. <laughs> so we're, oh, we're, we're, no, okay. I see what you're saying. So George did not do a number two. Cause you had the same thing oh. as Joseph. George, did what? you, did you do the, uh, your number two? You didn't do it. You I just talked about what you just gave us a dissertation. I, I on Wizard of Oz. I, I, that I was my number three. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. We're, we're, we're fine, George, because I still have to do my number two as well. I got a number two and a number one too, George. That so, was your number three, right? That was my number three, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said... George is trying to end the show quick. George, George just wants and to I, move on. So he can, Lord. I've got one now. Let me do mine. Oh, boy. Exactly. I, want to break exactly. The rules. I know how you guys do things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to, I believe... And I'm what is your number, number one, two, Joseph? My number, number two <laughs> obsolete item is what, Joseph? I mean, okay. Joseph, yeah. I started cheating on this because this thing's still around from 1980 to present, but... No one. I don't know anyone that uses it. The cordless phone. <laughs> uh, like no one uses this anymore. This was like huge because, again, if you were a kid that was before 1980 and all that, you were tethered to the corded phone. And oh, yeah. the, the big thing is if you had the cord that could stretch like 30 feet. But it would always get tangled up, right? You know, so that was always like in the kitchen area or the living room area or something like that. You could stretch around there. So when these antennaed devices came out, uh, it was like freedom. You could walk around your house, sort of, because uh, they were notoriously dropping you in your own house. So as long as you had the base sort of centralized, you could walk around your house. Yeah, you gotta, Otherwise, you got to pull that little antenna out. You got to pull the little antenna out there, your base, which is actually where the connection's being made because you still had to plug in your base, you know, uh, to the telephone outlet. Uh, you were fine, but this is one of those things that it was huge. It was popular. Uh, if you are a fan of friends, uh, I had the same phone as, uh, Rachel, uh, and so, uh, that was a, that was a big thing. It was a Sony, uh, cordless phone and all that, but basically Ooh. everyone dropped these things as they dropped their hardline telephone. You know, they just, you don't use anymore because everyone has a cell phone. So there you go. The cordless phone. All right, I've George, actually, what is yours? I've actually got a cordless phone. Yeah. Uh, my number two is the pager. Uh, I actually had one. Of these. <laughs> That's my number two. That's my number two. Okay. Wait well, a I minute. Thought, this is supposed to be your number two, Joseph. Oh, shoot. Oh, I got more than five then. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Joseph's done. He's over. I'm done. He doesn't get a number one now. So talk, talk about your number So, Joseph, this is your two. number one now. Oh, I just I just mislabeled. That's my number one. That's my number one, George. I oh, just okay. mislabeled. Right. But go yeah. ahead. That's my number one. I think there's something fishy going making on it here. right. Uh, no, seriously, I, that's my number one. Was for the future. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's my number one too. Yeah, that's the ticket. I can show uh, it to you. I, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. You guys yeah. like that? Okay, go ahead. So <laughs> you would for the future. You would get a call on this device on your belt 
or in your purse or whatever, little bitty device. And it would just have the number of the person that you would call back and you would go to a pay phone. Yes. You would actually put coinage in a phone and you'd call the person back or you'd, you'd find a landline somewhere uh, and do it. And uh, my, my wife and I, I had a pager and we had worked out these codes like, you know, one, 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 that meant, you know, I'm leaving or two, 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 two. You know, we, we like had this whole sophisticated thing where I wouldn't have to call her, but I knew, oh, okay. You know, whatever was happening, you know, with these numbers, one, one through nine. And, uh, so that was a real thing, kids, pagers. So, so like the pager, the pager itself, you know, Motorola was really sort of the inventor of this. They introduced it in 1974. It became very popular. Uh, by 1980, there were 3.2 million users worldwide that had these things. And uh, I had one myself. And my story about the pager is the fact that I worked at this school at the time. I was a teacher and uh, I had a phone in my classroom that only you could only call in. They could only receive calls until like 4 p.m. because they still had an operator on that campus, a lady that would like put it in there. She's an old lady. They Lily, were like Lily Tomlin. Yeah, I remember. You know, they 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 <laughs> they were putting her. But when she would leave school, no one could call in. And I always had like debate practice and stuff like that until seven or eight. So my wife would get so upset with me because she wants to know, Hey, where are you coming home? If I need to get a hold of you, how am I going to do this? And so the pager became a big deal. You know, I could call out. I just, no one could call in. And uh, the big thing about it, I want to add to George's description of this device is that it was one way for the longest oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Like they could, someone could call you, but you couldn't do anything with that number other than find a phone and call them back. The yeah. two-way pager became a thing for a brief moment of time. But as I said before, once cell phones became a deal, this sort of went away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My number one. That was my number one. So I'm I'm out. I'm we out. Done. My right. jazz trio played a place one time. And the guy who invented the technology for the pager, it was uh, a wedding of one of his relatives or, or something. And, uh, but this was many, many years later, not a pager in sight, you know, so, but he had made his millions and millions off of, off of this little design that nobody even remembers now. But then the right. best thing is in third rock, uh, the beeper King, she dates yes. a guy that, that, that is selling pagers like <laughs> when they're just so obsolete. So sorry. Go ahead, Jim. All right. So my number uh, two is the floppy disk or the floppy disk, uh, which was the storage for a computer. I remember the last. Wait, which one are you talking about, Jim? Be specific. I'm, I'm talking about the, the classic smaller one. The three by five, yeah, or the, the, yeah, the one three, uh, three by five the, one. The four, four and a half one was the true. That was truly fo the floppy. Flimsy eight inch one, not no. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was those were all all crazy. I'm talking about the uh, and when I bought my last PC before I went back to Apple, I I wanted to make sure I have this in there and had to actually add it. This was in 2007. Had to add it as an extra feature, which was sad because everything I had stored was on uh, floppy our disk. first script. Yes. Is on those discs. Yes. yes. Our first script that we wrote. Yep. So everything we have is. Jim, the, the, you know that in Sonic keyboard uh, that I have? Yeah. 
uh, so a, a, a keyboard, a playing musical keyboard, uh, I had to buy new floppy. The thing is like 30 years old. I had to buy new floppy disks uh, for it. Three, three and a half discs. Did you have to order uh, for, them for online? Oh, yeah. 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 And I, I think I have they a whole bunch from, in my garage. I just don't know if they work or not, but I came like from a whole bunch. Uh, China, maybe, or somewhere. But uh, yeah. So this will I have get, a whole bunch that I, my vote. I bought like I went to like one of those big computer stores and bought like a box of like 50 of them before they started going away. <laughs> so yeah. I have a yep. whole bunch of them in there. So, but uh, floppy disk, which is used for storage, but no Good. longer anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we move on now to our number two children's movies. What you got there, Joseph? 1986. Scarface. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Lord Stand by me. Stand by me. Oh, which is rated uh, R, by the way, folks. Rated R. It's the novella The Body. Uh, which is rated R. It's, Kids it's about 12-year-old boys. Without guardians. About 12-year-old boys. <laughs> it's a great movie to watch with your kids. <laughs> They can learn about what a dead body looks like. Uh, you learn. They can't go see the theater without parent or guardian. That's right. Stand by me is a wonderful kids movie about kids. Right That's on. why it's about. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but did you know it was rated R before you had this argument? No, because I said that I, when they said kids movies, I was like, not for kids, but about kids. That's what I thought it was about. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, garbage. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, but it is, it is rated R and Goonies is rated X. Well, at least I one version. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, we have a brilliant performance by uh, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, oh, yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, this Kiefer is a great Sutherland. adult movie. Yeah, this is this <laughs> Will Wheaton. This is an awesome kids movie about kids. I'm stopping right there. I'm not going to say another damn word. <laughs> Terrible tragedy. He forgot to check the rating of the film. Yeah. Yep. It happens to us all. Well, it doesn't happen to us all, but you know what happens. A lot of language in the film. A lot of language rights with radar and violence. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Our kids. There's, a, there's a dead body, you know, so just... <laughs> George, what is your number two kids movie? Uh, well, in in true Joseph fashion, Last Tango in Paris <laughs> with Marlon Brando. <laughs> now learn is, about butter in this movie. It's the butter. <laughs> it's the butter. <laughs> That's right. Brought to you by. Now, um, this is the highest grossing movie of 1995, Pixar's first feature length film, Toy Story, and the plot for the future: toys come alive when humans are not around. And in this tale, the leader of the toys, this cowboy doll, um, he belongs to this little boy named Andy, and he becomes very threatened when this much cooler toy, the Spaceman toy, comes around. Now, Jim, you and Joseph, y'all are middle kids, okay? Y'all are, y'all are, you, you have older siblings, right? Right, okay. yes. So I am the eldest of my three brothers. So I understand what Woody went through, Woody the cowboy doll in here, when they bring that little baby home and it has all of this attention that it has to, to have from mom and dad. So I this movie speaks to me in a place that it could never speak to you guys, okay? Uh, but, uh, you know, Disney pushed uh, hard for the film to be 
a musical like all their their features at the time but uh john lassiter the uh director he was against it and i think he really made the the right choice it, it became the first animated film in oscar uh, history to be nominated for a best screenplay award um and at 81 minutes it is the shortest uh toy story movie in that whole little collection of four four movies uh and the the actually the shortest pixar movie to date and probably because at that time the technology uh the film required uh 800 thousand machine hours uh and to to basically put it together uh over 114,000 frames uh in total to make that but Toy Story, nineteen ninety five. What a game changer for that one! Yeah. Oh, it really was. Yeah. Uh, mine is from nineteen seventy nine, with appearances by Dom DeLuise, James Coburn, Madeline Kahn, Telly Savalas, Carol Kane, Paul Williams, Milton Berle, Elliot Gould, Ed, Edgar, Edgar Bergen in his I, last appearance. Check I know out what our, it is. Check yeah. our episode there. Uh, Bob Hope, Richard Pryor, Steve Martin, Mel Brooks, Cloris Leachman, and Orson Welles. I'm talking about. The Muppet movie with uh, Kermit and, and Miss Piggy on their way to become big stars after he is discovered in a lake singing uh, the Rainbow Connection, the song written for there by Paul Williams with, with a lot of great songs in this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Tells Kermit to go to Hollywood and make it. And we have kind of this road trip movie with uh, Kermit. <coughs> Sorry, I got a little choked up. Kermit mm-hmm. and uh, Fozzie and the whole crew. It's, 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 you know how the tagline for Superman was, you will believe a man can fly. This one is you will believe a frog can ride a bike. I thought that was yeah. kind of the big, the greatest effect of this movie that, when Kermit <laughs> writes that bike, but you, uh, you get to see Kermit's legs. Yes. After decades of him standing behind a wall, but yeah. the whole funny thing is, and I, and, and it's kind of a gruesome uh, kind of subplot, but you have Kermit going there to Hollywood to make it, but he's chased by doc Hopper of a frog's legs restaurant who wants to get oh, Kermit yeah. to be his uh, spokesperson because it's a singing frog and we have this whole kind of chase going on too, but just great scenes. Like I said, the, uh, they use the Muppets to their full potential. The, the Muppet band is in it too. Uh, the songs are great. And uh, you have this kind of whole dreamy Hollywood ending that they wanted to. So I, I don't think any other Muppet movie has reached this height uh, of this movie. Yeah, when this came out, there we had never seen any. We'd seen the Muppets. We'd seen the Muppet show, but nothing like this where i mean this is actually just a good movie yeah and so many yeah. cameos take the uh, muppets out of there and put real people in there you have a kind of a whole good movie and the yeah, songs like I said the works. songs the songs are great moving right along footloose and fancy free and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um the i guess then then we have rainbow connection which has become a standard now uh yeah from paul williams so there it is, my number two from 1979, the original and the best Muppet movie. So we're Very good. moving Very good. on now to the number one technology. Joseph, you're out, right? I'm out. George. So mine is a, another musical uh, type thing, and it has to do with albums or cassettes, but it is how we used to purchase music. And I'm going to contrast it with what we do now. Now you hear a song you like, you go buy that song for a buck. You know, you download it from your favorite thing, or or maybe you add it to your Spotify or whatever. But back in the day, you had to get that whole Dream Academy album 
to get that one song that you wanted to hear. And the rest of it was garbage. Dream Academy. Woo. As <laughs> we go with GTR on that one. <laughs> Life in a Northern town. And, oh, the rest of that stuff is unlistenable. Uh, but, um, you know, and it was great if, if it was a good album. Uh, and here's the time that I plug uh be sure to check out uh, Crispy Coated Robots Listen To uh, program every week where we listen to the good albums from the <laughs> 70s, 80s, and, and 90s. Uh, and those are great albums, actually. Uh, but uh, back in the day, they would uh, it wasn't all Billy Joel glass houses where every track is great. It was like, you got some Dream Academy stuff in there, kids. You know, so <laughs> be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but all you right, could full, all get you could get 11 of them for a penny for a penny Columbia house yeah, for a penny. I, got, I got suckered into that and then but if you don't <laughs> send the thing in now now you got you know doris day greatest hits and nothing against <laughs> doris day but it's like i don't want that yeah they have the selection of the month that you they always send to you if you didn't send it back you had to buy it for 15 dollars. oh yeah it's 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 a freaking wait uh, you know race against time or or you're gonna get you know we own, I own Herb Alpert's Beyond album because well, of that because it's it's not bad, but it was the one after Rise and it was the selection and it didn't have any hits on it. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, all right. So Here, my, here's Gino Vanelli. Thanks. <laughs> you know, my number yeah. one is purely uh, nostalgic, and I think Joseph will even George. You'll back me up on this one. It is the film strip and the film strip machine oh. used, <laughs> used in the classrooms. Boop. Basically, as a film can you put in there with the whole boop? I, and Joseph and I remember the, the all-knowing eyes of Doctor T.J. Echelberg. Yeah, film strip on that. The <laughs> one I saw, though, the one I don't think you were in this class, Joseph, is language arts at the time. They did one on Mark Twain, and they talked about how. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because they have the character actor like doing narration. Like saying well, his quotes. Well, just the, because they would have, you know, animations of Mark Twain. You know, Mark Twain read the, wrote the Calvinist uh, Toad of some County. And then this one film strip, the one frame they had, <laughs> the, one, the one frame they had, though, it, it, was, had, it was even Mark Twain impersonator. It was, just a, it was like a red frame of this real kind of mad Mark Twain. In later years, Twain drew pessimistic. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. It came out of nowhere. It was all like happy. And of course, with Tom Sawyer. And then boom. And later, in later years, Twain drew pessimistic. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> to kill people? This day. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and, 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 and you can't forget, I mean, this was also the, the technology that taught us sexuality yes because they would have that's what's wrong i yeah. am gonorrhea you know beep. <laughs> i am syphilis the bee pollinates <laughs> the flower yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't realize i had an std because i didn't hear that boop. You know, at this age we feel our bodies changing boop. Boop. we might still have feelings to the opposite sex <laughs> so the, like i said it wasn't great technology just pure nostalgia uh, oh, but we were strip. so excited when they when they rolled out the film strip, man. <laughs> the cart, the cart. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be better than actual day. watching actual movie. You know, the movie yeah. thing. But the film strip was just, you know, I don't know what about what about it. Just the terrible drawings in there too, or <laughs> the whole <laughs> well, experience. If yeah. you think about it, it really was pre PowerPoint. You know, that's yeah, really no. what they were. No, they were no. just framed. It was pre pre PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But George, like, 
George became pessimistic in his later years. <laughs> he killed 50 people. No. <laughs> Mark Twain killer. <laughs> All right. So there Ooh, we go. I that's, like that. That's my Mark <laughs> Twain Mark killer. Radar. Um, so oh, was, a kid's movie for Joseph. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, my gosh. Any, uh, any honorable <laughs> mentions on this uh, obsolete technology before we move to the children's movies? Uh, I've, I've got a, I've got a handful, uh, video rental stores. Uh, I actually worked at a, at a video place, uh, where people would actually rent the fun. movie, yeah. uh, uh, CDs. I already talked a little bit about cashiers. Um, uh, you know, now you go check your own stuff out. You know, we're, we're actually seeing that technology replace actual cashiers, um, depending on, on where you shop. And of course, uh, like I said, the drive through bank teller. Don't need them. ATM, they're 24 hours. They never take a break. You don't have to, you know, pay them vacations. It's brilliant. It's perfect. So, Joseph, honorable mentions from you. None. I don't have any either. So, uh, which is kind of weird for me. All right. So, we move on now to the number one children's movie. What you got there, Joseph? (laughs) I'm out. Oh, I'm out. Right. I think George and I have the same apocalypse one. now. Uh, I think George and I have the same number one movie. I'm, you know, I'm pretty ooh. sure of it. All right. What do you got, Jimbo? From 1971. Oh, yeah. With we me, did. and you'll be in a world of your imagination. Take a look, yeah. and you'll see. Yeah. Based Talk on about a novel a terrifying by scene. <laughs> terrifying scene. That, well, that, like that, I said, that boat all, scene all scared the hell out of me. Part to him. This, this movie was, it taught kids how to behave well, and it was dark, and it was entertaining, and it was yeah. chocolate. It was everything you want in a kid's movie. I can't believe this is not even on your list, Joseph. Baruch Assault. <laughs> yeah. Baruch <a> Sweetheart. <laughs> so for that the future... That's you have this uh, candy extraordinaire and recluse, Willy Wonka, and uh, he announces that he's going to five lucky people will be given a tour of his factory, shown all of the secrets of his amazing candy production, and one will li- win a lifetime supply of Wonka chocolate. In 2014, this movie was added to the National Film Registry by the United States Library of Congress. So, uh, but I've learned recently the Oompa Loompas, the little factory helper guys, they were pr- they were known for kind of really hard party and offset. <laughs> uh, and tra- this is the truth: traveling to limos. Um, I mean, in limos to, to bars and stuff. Can you imagine what that must have been like? And I'm sure they weren't in makeup, but in my mind, they all have orange faces and they're just. And they sing their own kind of, uh, you know, it, oh. judgmental songs. Oompa loompa. This is what happens when you drink too much yeah. in the gutter and you're going to jail. <laughs> but uh, according to his autobiography, uh, Ronald Dahl, the, the author of the original book, he didn't like the movie, believe it or not, uh, but he and his classmates were kind of these willing guinea pigs for uh, the Cadbury's uh, company. They would they would test out their new confection um, inventions and creations and everything, and that's that's where he, he got the idea. So I'm going to break a lot of hearts here, though. The props in the movies, all those candy bars, they're made of wood. Mm. Except for, you know, when you see somebody actually bite into one. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. Made of wood. So the, the, the so many great lines. It also gave us the the song The Candyman, which became a hit for yep. Sammy Davis Jr. Who can make the sunrise? Oh, in fact, yeah. I heard that the song before I actually saw the movie. So when the when the guy sings it in the movie, he does it. Yeah, he's this white guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. not right. There's no swing to it. It doesn't have the swing. That's right. So many great lines to Gene Wilder. You cannot, they've tried. We know it's Johnny Depp. It was just a different movie. It's still a good movie, but they, you know, you can't capture the spirit that Gene Wilder had of this crazy man. Yeah, and the and the new one with uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, just doesn't measure up. You, know? you have a you have a madman with a heart who's you know who's un- so unpredictable, even with his you know his speech. You know, so much time and so little to do. You know that whole strike that reverse it thing, and you know, <laughs> the uh, and this the great the great. Um, uh, supporting cast with especially Roy Kinnear is, is Mr. Salt. And it's kind of weird when I see his son now act uh, who's in the, our flag meets death and was also in black mirror. He looks yeah. exactly like uh Bruce Salt's dad. So uh, what business you in salt <laughs> nuts, <laughs> nuts. <laughs> then you have the famous, uh, the famous boat, boat ride, which was oh, uh, kind, of, kind of strange. Traumatic. Traumatic. Going. You, you know, I, I've said it before. I, I, I hate, I, I really dislike whenever a movie tries to do like drug induced things, you know, like, oh, we're high and all that. To me, that is the best drug induced scene ever. Like <laughs> <laughs> it goes on there. It's like an acid trip. They have like spiders in the back oh, yeah. or whatever. It's just so good. It crazy. Just, it was a discipline a thing too for for parents to say, hey, you know, you don't want to end up like Rukasal, you want to end up like Violet, you know, yeah. don't want to watch too much sure. TV like Mike TV. So it kind of played into that whole thing. Uh, you don't want to do drugs and, <laughs> and go through the boat tunnel. I no, want a we'll, golden goose. We'll do George. We'll do George's um, uh, uh, game, which is called "What If." Do you know who they were trying to cast as Willy Wonka, George? No, I, I know they were trying to get uh, the actor that played Thurston Howe the Third for Mister Salt. Yeah, they were trying uh, to get. Well, they tried to get for Mister Beauregard, Virat, uh, Jim. Backus. Oh, okay, yeah, Jim. And, uh, Gene yeah. Stapleton was supposed to be Mrs. Mike TV. And oh, Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. wanted to actually play the part, and so did Anthony Newley, who wrote uh a uh, uh, candy man who wanted to pl- play the part of the store owner who sings the song in the movie but they had considered fred astaire yeah oh joel gray coming off ca- well it was yeah cabaret. cabaret yeah yeah uh ron which Luton. he he goes on to do uh the wizard of oz wicked um uh, you know that that's him he is the wizard of oz in in the wicked oh, okay. uh, broadway so then, that 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 could have worked. Joel Gray would have been good. And then the uh, other one was Ron Moody. He was in uh, Oliver as the Fagin character. Uh, yeah. And then what uh, more, sir? Peter Sellers apparently had begged uh, Dahl for Ooh. the role, but uh, didn't happen. So you know, I I could see Sellers because I've seen him in other things like in The Party. Uh, yeah. You know, Bir- Birdie Num Num. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen him do other things and he was a excellent physical comedian, but you got to make this but, character likable, even though sometimes he does say stuff that's super well, crazy. And you know, Gene what's Wilder so great about Gene Wilder from that moment that he does that fall where, and then it turns into a somersault. You never quite know if he's lying or telling the truth. Yeah. And, and supposedly that was, uh, Gene Wilder's invention that, you know, to do that because he wanted to kind of have everybody, do we trust this guy? Do we not? And the whole movie, 
you don't know. Uh, good day, uh, sir. Yeah, that's, and, that, that scared the crap yeah. out of me as a kid because I, I didn't know what kind of why, why that just came out left field for me. Like, you know, <laughs> you stole 50 lifting drinks. You bumped it to my ceiling, which has to be cleaned and sterilized. You get nothing. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. All right. So that's yeah. it, it's actually in there now. We'll yeah. The factor. future. We'll find out about that. And E.T., the rest that we have is Babe, a uh, movie about a pig, uh, wanting to be a sheepdog. The Wizard of Oz, Toy Story, Escape from Witch Mountain, which I am, I am really excited about. That that could get a vote for me. Enchanted, Bad News Bears doesn't stand a chance. Uh, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Well, how do you spell it? Pinocchio, <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> Help me out here, guys. Pinocchio, Pinocchio. Well, George okay. figured out Pinocchio. I'm not. You know what? You're gonna make fun of it, and I'm not voting for it. I have a You're very make fun of my. I have a very short honorable mention list. I have Toy Story, and I have Bugsy Malone. Oh, yeah. Parker's movie and yeah. Paul Williams' music from the Gangster Send Off, which I thought really had an influence on me as a kid. Also, I have The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Paddington Two. Not the first one, but two. Uh, I watched a lot of Spy Kids. Uh, that's director Robert Rodriguez with my kids. Uh, Annie, uh, Muppet Movie is on my honorable mention. Uh, Beauty and the Beast from 1991 and Mary Poppins. And also to honor Joseph, Scarface from 1983. And uh, Natural Born <laughs> Killers uh, to honor Joseph. <laughs> Uh, showgirls for Joseph. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Joseph any mentions Joseph is, is, is Pinocho on your list? Is I'm, I'm not saying a damn thing here. Pinocho? I'm going to make this freaking rated R. <laughs> How do you spell Pinocchio? <laughs> we'll, we'll keep on. We'll, we'll leave you hanging on that one. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? I don't care. I'm not voting for it. It's not going to make it. Pinocho won't make it. or not. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to suggest that we go I, again, for non-animated. Why am I the one writing on the marker board? Can we I do non-animated? Can we do non-animated stuff? Can we meet halfway and just say non-animated? Because I feel so like that that's a whole out, category itself. That takes out Shrek and, and Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> I would go with Wizard of Oz since... That's what we're going for, you know, base things because the kids, you know, I want to bring animation into this, Joseph. We got, I want to do uh, escape escape from which mountain I had forgotten Uh, about that. That's uh, thank you, George. No, no, hear me out. That, that was like the first action movie uh, that, and then candle shoe with, uh, what's his face began a spiral of bad live action movies. Okay. Candle shoe. Well, even though I saw it in the theater and liked it, no deposit, no return. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, good one. uh, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so Jim, <laughs> heavy protest do- on the Cascade to Wish Mountain. It's because uh, the, the, the demise of the Walt Disney live action film. And enchanted. I could, I could do that. That's that. I love what they did with that. that Escape to Wish Mountain is the gateway to North Avenue irregulars. And then and the boat nicks. So I got to, I got, you know, I can't, I can't do it. And well, you Condor don't have, man. you don't, Oh, Condor man. And, and yeah. to which mountain is the, is the, uh, is the gateway to identified flight. I actually bought ball. the, I, I bought the book Condor man. That's how much <laughs> I liked it. Seriously. No, I, I, my, my, yeah, but I'm just saying the, the bad films followed it, but anyways. Uh, okay. Um, so you pick, <laughs> pick another one here. What do you want? Uh, okay, I, fine. <laughs> You're gonna do bad okay, what you want to do. 
<laughs> you going to do bad news bears, Jim? If you want that to be your list, that's on you. This is the, uh, this is the home alone two of the list right here. Escape. Oh no, <laughs> don't even that don't even alone two of the list. That's the, oh, what? please. After okay. Jim, movies, please stop you your belly Toy Story and you put an escape to which mountain. Wow. Stop your belly aching. You play on another list. Wait a minute. Toy Story's been there. Talk about predictable. Talk about predictable. I don't think we take out the animated movies because we never clarified that. We didn't yeah, say, I didn't. I didn't agree to that. We but. didn't say both. We didn't say best live action. So I think. I think Toy Story needs to go in. Okay. Because for what it did. All right. Uh, so we got. Animation. We got one more. What do you? Uh, what do you say? We have. Yeah. Oh, Babe, I mean, Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz is perennial. I mean, Wizard of Oz is like I left it off the list because I thought both of you guys would have it. So, uh, see, you do this strategy. Oh thing. yeah, he <laughs> does this strategy thing. Cheap. I left it off the list, Let's and he, uh, gets, he starts belly aching when we don't pick his stuff. Best, <laughs> it makes no best, sense. How, 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 like, we got to do next show is going to be best R-rated kids film. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. <Lowe. laughs> Uh, Dress to kill. Weak. <laughs> weak. Oh, <wow>. weak. <laughs> Dress to kill. Uh, um okay, so I'm I might do good with uh, Ryan De Palma. Wizard of Oz kids or movies. Muppet movie or Wizard of Oz? That's what I'm, that's my two. Wizard of Oz. Muppet okay. movie's boring. Oh man. What? Okay. Sorry, it's boring. It doesn't hold up. It does. Hold it doesn't up. hold up. Does you can watch just, it right I now. And you're bored. The last time you watched it. Exactly. When's the last time I watched it? I watched Long it like time the other ago. Day. It's, it's on Plus now. Jeez, do you have nothing else to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go watch Here Stand go. By Me. <laughs> All right. Go watch a nice family film. I would totally watch Stand, Stand by, by Me. Is good. Stand by Me is it good. It is a nice it's family a, film to get around. It is not a four-year-olds. All right. Here we go. Listen up. E.T. Wizard of Oz. Toy Story, Willy Wonka. Look at that. That's four of mine. Ha! Uh, and Escape to Witch Mountain. <laughs> yes! Yes! There it is. The toys. There's always got to be a Home Alone 2 in the list. That, that is right. it right there. Okay. That's the source. Uh, obsolete items, practices that have been replaced by technology. We've got my grandmother's teletype machine, uh, key maps, the change in the way that we access new music. Pagers makes the list because uh, Joseph and I had that. Uh, the death of full recordings, full albums, eight track tapes, which was a good one. Uh, Yellow Pages, video laser disc. Sorry, Uncle Ralph. Uh, encyclopedias, <laughs> PDA, Sony Walkman, cordless phone, floppy disc, the 3.5 version, the three and a half uh, version, and film strips. Boop. So, guys, what are we doing? I don't know. It's tough. Tough list. No, that's a tough list. That's a tough I, list. Honestly, They're all I good. Could, I could go with anything there. The PDA. Uh, yeah, I'll take the PDA off. I'll, I'll, a short I'll, period I'll, of time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. the PDA off. I do, like, um, I do like some of the stuff that we used like manually, like yellow pages and key maps. Only yeah. because they were replaced by technology, and that doesn't. Well, let, let's let's do it this way: yellow key maps and yellow pages. That is both the printed page. Okay. So, um, and it's different from encyclopedias. Um, so, Joseph, what is it? The the phone book or key maps? 
I, I would say that the 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 phone book was probably more prevalent. Key okay. maps were huge, but I think the phone book yeah. was probably I more agree. prevalent. I agree. Okay. So, um, Laserdisc, I mean, does that stand a chance? I like it because it's, it's, it was it's ridiculous, but how many it people was ridiculous. had them? It wasn't prevalent. Yeah. I would say the eight track tape player was prevalent. I think, <laughs> I think everyone, everyone has that memory, <laughs> you know, their eight track and sort of stopping in between. What do you say, Jim? Eight yeah, tracks? that sounds fine. Okay. Film strip. I do like Just because that's a school memory. <laughs> What's that? Beep. Beep. <laughs> Joseph decided to put film strip in. <laughs> Seriously. George grew pessimistic over Joseph's decision. <laughs> so what, what is scarier? Uh, angry, pessimistic Mark Twain or that ride through the uh, chocolate factory tunnel? Oh, that's so hard to say Mark because Twain. That, Mark Twain for Jim. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. It. And it was all red too. It was like a black drawing of Mark Twain. It was all red. Like he's about to kill somebody. It's like. <laughs> nice. Mark I like Twain that there's no hesitation. In his older oh, years. Mark, Mark Twain. Definitely Mark Twain. I mean, didn't even think about it. Didn't have to. All right. So film strip or. I'm okay with film strip. Okay. And then we just we need on, one more. We only have one more vote. That's hard, man, because there's so many good things on there. Yeah. No, what we don't have on there is we, we, and, and we could use it. Uh, uh, I like the idea of. Uh, Are you submitting an entry right yeah. now? Is that, no. Is this, what, I, what's I, happening I, here? No, 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 no. What, what the hell is what going we, on here? What we don't have on there is, is. Uh, we we have a lot of devices, but we don't have one of yours, George. Uh, how we used to do things, oh, like, like access to new music. Oh, okay, uh, kind of you. thing. A, a non-device. Okay. Yeah, a non-device kind of thing. I do like the access to new music, or even the a full album thing where you have to buy the full album. Yeah, that was the a full. Pain. Especially if you're a DJ, that was terrible. You well, and and the thing with the albums too. I love, and still when we do the radio show, I love looking at that album art. Now it's the size of a postage stamp or smaller. Right. If it's on my phone and it's like, ah, can't really tell what's going on there. So that, that is a lost art form. The album, oh, even, sounds good. even when it's dream Academy, you know, so let's go with full albums. Full albums. All right. So here's what we end up with kids for children's movies. E.T. The Wizard of Oz, Toy Story, Willy Wonka, and The Chocolate Factory. Be advised, we're talking the 1971. Okay. And everybody's favorite, Escape to Witch Mountain. The lowest rated film out of all the runner-ups is Escape to Witch Mountain with the That's right. hated. Uh, Jim hates talking cats. Let's just get that. Just, he's, just, he's just bitter. Uh, he's just lowest, bitter, folks. It is, it is officially. He is a what? bitter man. It is he's the Home Alone 2. Eddie Albert driving a flying RV. I love it. it very much. That. I appreciate it. When's the last George. time that movie played on TV? Never. You know what? They played the live version. They don't play that one. Joseph yeah. has the laser disc of it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there All right. You go. Uh, obsolete items or practices. Uh, pagers, full albums, eight track tapes, yellow pages, which that was a really good one, Jim, and boop, the film strip. So that's a good list, y'all. 
I agree with the technology list, the movies list. I just one, don't think you need to talk anymore. There's just, one entry. I'm thinking. choose Escape to Witch Mountain over, anyway, over Pinocchio. 100%. <laughs> Escape oh, was that Pinocchio? I thought that was and, Pinocchio. All because of a spelling and, error, and, Pinocchio and did not that's make the when list. Jim Again, turned any, cynical. Anytime Boop. you want to come up on this side of the desk and do the that's the, why writing on the board about the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you your angry. I knew there was uh, no hope for Mark the future. <laughs> the crispy coated robots would not bring the future what it wanted. They didn't send me back through time because needed. I'm good at spelling. Okay, for the record, <laughs> they chose to put inferior films in the capsule. <laughs> thus blowing up the whole project. First, it was Home Alone 2, and then the famous Escape to Witch Mountain, passing the 100-rated Pinocchio, or Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, brother. All because All right. of a spelling error. It missed the, missed the capsule. That's right. And the well, future the, never had Pinocchio. That's the, that's the whole plot of the movie Brazil, you know? <laughs> Buttle, tuttle, yeah. George was always a bad speller. Uh, that is true. <laughs> that is the greatest technology in my life is spell check. You know, <laughs> that changed my life. Did, I've written, spell, I've written four novels. Pinocchio. Huh? I, I don't know. Maybe there is something <laughs> Pinocchio. I don't oh, know. Boy. Anyways. All right. That wraps up the show. Crispy code robots.com is where you need to go for all the information on this show, find out the shows we did and the albums we did too. Everything's there. Science experience, uh, experiments. And also we have the great merch that you love to buy or please buy. No one's bought anything. Please buy something. <laughs> there we go. All right, George, you want to end this? All right. Remember. <laughs> oh, and tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> is that the ending? That was a good ending. That works. Well, no, you didn't say, or is there? Or is there? Please stop the film strip now for discussion. <laughs> Turn the laser disc over. <laughs> <laughs>